Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey. No chill, Prano. Hello, Andy. Good morning to you and good afternoon to me. Yes. Back on a more normal schedule where I'm doing it in the morning and I'm doing it in the morning from the West Coast. It's like my, my timing never changed, but yours changes greatly depending on where I'm recording from. You were gone two weeks. It's gone two weeks. Yeah. New York was awesome. Uh, I think that they're getting, uh, you know, they're, they're always seemingly like a little bit behind here in terms of their moves. Well, they were ahead, you know, with the COVID stuff originally, but sounds like they're now just going to make potentially some changes, but I was there and everything was open. All the comedy clubs were packed. Shout out to, the good folks at the stand. Uh, obviously everybody knows that's where I recorded my original special, their original location, um, available on Amazon. Uh, but, uh, those guys are always so great to me. And I honestly love that. I think it's the best club in New York. I know the comedy seller has this like thing these days, but in terms of, uh, in terms of quality of talent, quality of food, drink, the Space itself. It's just such a fantastic comedy club. So if you guys ever go to New York or if you're in New York or if you visit New York, go check out the stand, get their, get their delicious food, try a delicious cocktail, watch some great comedy. I mean, it's Dave Chappelle's go-to spot these days. That should tell you everything you need to know. Yeah, I knew that. How's the new club compared to the old club? Um, I loved the old room. Yeah, it was uh, cool. The, I liked it too. The old main room. Um, it had a very comedy cellar vibe the downstairs basement uh small room um the new main room uh is also downstairs um it's a little bit bigger uh when it's packed it's a fantastic room there was something just about that old room like when you were on stage there at the old room if i had my hair a little extra poofed it would like scrape the ceiling it was so low um, and obviously I have, a, a you know, a, it holds a special place in my heart. Um, but I, I actually think that their new room is fantastic as well. Um, but they also have a second room upstairs now, a beautiful like dining area slash bar upstairs that like is so much bigger and nicer than the original. Um, sad that they couldn't just like keep both, but, uh, you know, onward and upward for the, for the folks at the stand. Yeah, that's great. What about the city? How'd you feel there? I mean, here's my thing. The reason I'm asking you, I don't trust anybody, like any news. And, and literally, I don't trust anything. And that's kind of where I'm at now because I think they're all shit. They're all crap. In fact, again, I don't think you should watch the news. But anyway, that's a whole other discussion. So when I hear all these things, especially about the big cities, they're always going to have a bias. And, and with the big cities, it's usually a negative bias. So 
I don't want to trust things I see unless I talk to somebody who's been there. So tell me firsthand your experience. The city seemed pretty normal, to be totally honest with you. Um, the one thing that I noticed is uh, different from New York and L.A. in terms of everything that's been going on is um, feels like in L.A. they say, no, you know, we're, we're, we're dropping the mask mandate and then you won't see anybody but a per- one person here and there with a mask on still in a store or walking down the boardwalk or walking down the strand or whatever. In New York, the, they haven't haven't had a mask mandate for a while. And the first night I was there, I had a show in Brooklyn in this like it's like kind of like in a, the L.A. equivalent would be like a Grand Central Market. It was like below this big like food market. And I walked into the food market and every single person had a mask. And I was like, oh, shit, is this like does this place specifically have a mask mandate? Like so I went back to my car and got a mask and then I just realized it was more everybody just doing it. I mean, 100% of the people had a mask on and that's just like them taking personal responsibility. And I feel like they're, you know, seeing but I was going to benefit because of it. But like that aside, like I know crime, look, I know statistically crime is up in, in basically all the big cities, but, and that's for a variety of reasons, but like, do you feel, I just want to ask you personally, like, do you feel unsafe walking around there or are things not again, even, like blown out of, a, not even a little bit. Okay. And I didn't feel a little bit unsafe. Um, I mean, you know, you've got to like, that's another thing you've got to take all things into consideration. Like what, you know, when, when somebody says like, you know, this isn't the eighties or the nineties anymore. I don't know what, I don't know what, how many murders, I don't know how many homicides there are in New York every year, you know, at this point. But when they say something like homicides have tripled, it's like, did we go from three to nine? Like, you know, you got to kind of, we didn't go from 300 to 900. It's a big, big difference. Um, So like, I, I didn't feel, I didn't even, honestly, I didn't notice any single thing different than the last time I was there pre-COVID other than masks and outdoor dining. and Well, yeah, and the reason I ask all this, again, because like I said, people want to fit things to a narrative, and I know there are statistics on it in in general, but I've always said you can see bad things on social media and they'll post videos of like a bad mugging or the Rick Moranis thing was famous. And there's some, I'm not saying that there aren't bad things that don't happen in big cities, but I also think, I always ask how much went on but like even, bef- even before videos existed. Do you know what yeah, does that exactly. make sense? Exactly. How many, yo, totally. I mean, the, the other thing is like, you know, somebody punches Rick Moranis in the face. Like, was that, that's a, that's COVID related. That's like po- politics related. Like, I don't think is somebody who's going to punch the guy from honey. I shrunk the kid being like, I'm doing this because of the damn Democrats, which, which by the way, why are you going after Rick Moranis, man? He got pretty jacked up too. Yeah. Honestly, New York felt totally normal in New York to me. Obviously it's COVID normal. There's masks. There's little shit here and there that you, you know, we has become the new, new normal in the last two years. But I didn't, I would say I saw less homeless people than normal. 
I, now, to be fair, I rode the subway precisely one time because I had a car. But so I don't know what's going on underground, but the streets of New York are as normal. Honestly, there's a lot of parking. That was nice. You were you rocking Jay Z, Alicia Keys song? No, I didn't listen to it one time. I Do don't like- even think it's on my five and a half hour New York New York playlist. It didn't even make the cut. I don't. I don't think so because I think and I like. I mean, listen. I don't. I don't dislike that song. It's fine. Um, it got overplayed for sure. Um, but I, I think I don't even think it made my playlist because I just felt like it was maybe too much of like a novelty song at this point. Sure. Now it's like say, the who let the dogs out of New York songs. I haven't heard that jam for a while. Let's segue into some sports. We're talking New Let's York. Do it. We got to talk mellow then. Mellow. Former New York Nick. So happy. I'm so happy. The sign with the Lakers. You know, a lot of people like immediately messaged me. And obviously I'm a LeBron fan, but the LeBron, you know, my rooting for LeBron's team, it's a, like I don't always necessarily root for a LeBron team over somebody else. Like I, I've said before, I didn't root for LeBron versus that Mavs team. I love Dirk. I love that Mavs team, despite at the time already believing LeBron was tracking to be the greatest player of all time. I wasn't rooting for him. So a lot of people uh, wanted my take on like almost how I felt about him joining a team I root for. And I was like, guys, you're looking at this from the complete wrong view. I am ecstatic that he didn't sign with my New York Knicks. I don't care if he signs with the fucking Mets. Just don't let him fucking sign with my New York Knicks basketball team. So I am thrilled that he is not, and hopefully will never be a New York Knickerbocker ever again. Um, What do I think about him uh, joining the Lakers? The idea that anybody Vegas or fans or anything think that this helps them at all i i actually think it's it hurts them more than it helps them well the lakers let's just hop into them they're basically filling out their roster yeah. or half fill out the roster they're going with you know some young few young guys and then mostly veterans so since our last episode they signed mellow they bring back dwight howard they bring back Trevor Ariza. They re-sign Horton Tucker. They bring in Kendrick Nunn. Yeah, they're doing the they're doing the they're doing it on the cheap. Cheap young guys, cheap old guys. Baysmore, Wayne Ellington, yeah. Malik Monk. Personally, I feel like you have the big three, and then you're just throwing this pile of shit and hoping it sticks well i think i think those young like i think malik monk i think wayne ellington not necessarily young these days but like those guys are just like solid role players that don't demand any attention that don't demand any ball you know they're like i i actually think the lakers moves as a whole especially following the the russell westbrook trade have been great. I think if this is if if you're 
going with the big three of Westbrook, LeBron, excuse me, sorry. If you're going with the big three of LeBron James, Westbrook and AD, that you fill it out with the young kind of guys that they're signing. I like those moves. I like the Dwight Howard move because Dwight Howard has transitioned into a certain type of player late in his career. He has, uh, you know, familiarity with them and he is still seven feet tall and hell athletic and doesn't demand the ball or demand the attention. Carmelo Anthony to me is a horrific signing for them. And I think it's a horrific signing for them because there are so many people in the league that can do what Carmelo Anthony does. Jesus Christ. That can do what Carmelo Anthony does without any of the distraction that he brings, without any of the, you know, the, the, the thing about Carmelo Anthony's game now is like people give Carmelo Anthony minutes or a contract based on what he might potentially do one game here and there. When the truth is what Carmelo Anthony does is shoot 40% from three on spot ups. Now uh, still make half assed at best effort defensively. Stop the ball. Like I, I just, the idea that LeBron wants Carmelo Anthony on this team. Like the idea that here's, here's here is precisely the problem with Carmelo Anthony. They put out what will be a picture of like the five guys. Like they put out like Westbrook, LeBron, Melo. I forget who the fourth was, uh, who would be there. Like the AD, 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 Melo. And then there was one other person in that pick that they that like went around on ESPN or whatever. And it's like the uh, if you are starting Carmelo Anthony on this team, you fucked up. You fucked up. Well, I agree. I, I just don't. I I don't. I don't understand the. This is what I'm gonna say about the Melo thing. I don't understand a lot of it because. It's like we're living in the past still with him or yeah. anything he's done. And I said this, I was a guest, some, some dirt balls have a podcast that, that I did last night. I think it's up on YouTube now front row seats. And we didn't talk too much sports because I was a little stoned and, you know, going on tangents. But anyway, I told these guys, shout out to those guys, but shout I told out to them, shout out to the front row seats guys. And, but, but, but I, I told them, No one talks about their Melo basically didn't play for a year. Nobody wanted, nobody wanted him. Yeah. But he played 10 games. I'm looking it up. Played 10 games for the Rockets in the 2018-2019 season. Remember after they cut him, no one wanted him. So my, my argument is this. Why did the rest of the league, nobody wanted him. Nobody. The rest of the season, Nobody wanted to take a chance on Carmelo. Now, finally, the next year, the Portland Trailblazers did. But my point is this. If nobody wanted to take a chance, now suddenly he's back in the fold. Which is fine, by the way. Like, I don't. What happened in what happened then? 
Why did nobody but want him now? Now no, people want him. It no doesn't one make wanted. Sense to me. No one wanted him because they didn't believe he could be anything but stay mellow. Blah blah blah. Then he, I'm sure, gave some sort of, you know, verbal commitment to like, nah, I can just, I can be a spot up shooter. I can be whatever. And listen, he wasn't horrible with Portland, but the two things about Mel. One, I just think that you can get anybody to do like you can't get anybody but this is like you can get somebody to give you what Carmelo Anthony gives you statistically with more effort for less money with less hoopla that's one two immediately with him and his name it's like Westbrook Melo LeBron AD it's like the idea that it's not Westbrook, LeBron, Wayne Ellington, AD, like that's who he should be on this team. He should be a piece that can trade minutes with Wayne Ellington. But the idea that the attitude isn't that because it's Carmelo Anthony, I think makes it a detrimental move. The idea that it went in doubt, you're going to give Melo more minutes than Wayne Ellington. Maybe if Wayne Ellington's playing, having a good game. Or whoever else on their team, any of those other guys, Malik Monk or this guy or Tucker or Horton Tucker, whatever, like any of them. The idea that you would ever be like, I'm going it, to, it's crunch time. I'm going to go mellow because he's Carmelo Anthony. You are hurting your team. Anybody any young swing man can do what Carmelo Anthony does with more effort. And you don't have to make that decision like, oh, is he going to be pissed if I take him out? Is he going to be? It's insane. It's insane that you would take all that comes with Carmelo for what he gives you. What is he giving you every night? 11 and five with no defense. What did he average last year? Average last year, 13.4 points a game. He shot 40% from three, 42% overall. That's that's what I'm saying. Like he's, he's not, he's not a good spot up three shooter. He's just not like, like on that team, when you're going to have the spacing and you're going to have the available shots that LeBron and Westbrook are going to give you. I think you need a better shooter. He's a good, he actually is a decent like catch and shoot guy, but he just like, he's even in Portland. He doesn't, he's, he's first of all, to be a three and D guy, there's two parts to being a three and D guy. Got play D. And he refuses. At this point, it's a combination of he refuses and, you know, he fucking can't. I mean, I'm just looking at like, who are the, like, Mellow's at 13, what'd you say? 13.4 points a game? Correct. Last year he was. It's like the other guys in that 
in that area are like fucking nobody's. I mean, you know, Seth Curry's giving you 12 and a half. I'd much rather have Seth Curry. Yeah, of course. It's not even close. Kyle Kuzma is giving you 13 points a game. No, I wouldn't have Kuzma. Over Carmelo Anthony? I think Kuzma's trash, dude. He's young. He's at, he gives you effort. I call that a wash, personally. Okay, but my point is, we're now... This is precisely my point. Let's call it a wash. No one's going, Westbrook, LeBron, Kuzma, AD. That's what I'm saying. He, he He's living... Carmelo is living off the past. Anything he's done in the past, he's still living off that. I mean, he's, dude, if, if you if you go, okay, we talk a lot about NBA Twitter. If you go on NBA Twitter, they're they're stuck in Mellow from 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. They're stuck from Mellow from 12 years ago. Like the, the, with the PR machine, I don't know what it is. The spin on mellow hell, nobody's even talking about what he did to that girl in England and the twins and the side chick. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I don't care, but I'm just saying like he gets a side chick pregnant. She has twins. He tells her to go to England to get out of the country. We're not even talking about that because his PR team. Look, I don't know how, but, but you, I'll tell you why. It's insane. Dude, look at it. Go on social media now. The, it like I've never seen a guy who has more fans for being so fucking trash. That's my point. The mellow apology forms every that, that circulate every time he scores 20 points in a game. He's from LeBron James fucking class. I know. LeBron James is still an all NBA player. Carmelo Anthony is a guy who shoots 42% from the field, scores 13 points a game. The big four. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And you know what? The problem is everybody's counting. Like I saw the tweets, people being like, Carmelo finally gets his shot to make like the big shot. He's going to be the guy. He's going to be a guy who has that opportunity. It's like if the, if Carmelo Anthony has an opportunity to be a big shot maker in the playoffs, the Lakers are fucked. It means none and fucking monk and Ellington. They're fucking playing like trash. Carmelo's the, the hot chick. Who isn't as hot anymore, but still thinks she is. Carmelo Anthony is a fucking the the was a like a sorority sister. Literally, she was the president of the fucking sorority. She peaked in college. It's been all fucking downhill from there. Yeah, that sorority girl. It's like 20 pounds heavier. She didn't look as pretty. She got three kids. She wears a hoodie everywhere to cover it up. Yeah. But when that girl walks into Whole Foods, she acts like her shit doesn't stink. And she needs to understand she's aged. 
She doesn't look as good. We've and, already spent we've already spent too much time talking. About I, I agree. I agree. We, 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 we can move on. We can move on to some other other NBA stuff. Well, before we move on, Andy, all this mellow talk has me has me shook. I mean, I'm 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 shaking. As the kids say, just just the idea that Mello is still getting all this attention. You know what I do when I'm when I when I need to decompress? I just drink one of these, Andy. Oh, nice, cold, refreshing Miller Lite, Joe. Oh, back in the back in sunny Los Angeles, doing a little morning drinking. Love it. Now, what what a better way to start the weekend, Andy? Nice cold beer, great taste, and only 96 calories. Guys, Miller Lite is brewed with beer lovers in mind, and I know our listeners are beer lovers. And if you want to get your weekend started, because we're almost at the weekend, I suggest- Start your weekend on Thursday mornings with Miller Lite. That should be one of their slogans. Start your weekends on Thursday morning with a crisp, cold, original light beer. Yeah. Tastes great. Less filling. Since 1975, they have the Older pedigree. They got the history. So next time you're getting ready to enjoy cold ones with your crew, go to MillerLight.com forward slash dirty sports to find the delivery options near you. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Andy, I just golfed Southampton Country Club. Uh, is this two, two days ago now? Yeah, two days ago now. And, uh, you know, it's a fancy little country club. And uh, the guy who was hosting us, me and Pizza Star, he said, you guys want any drinks or anything before we get going? And Pete was like, no, I'm, we're good. And I was like, oh, yeah, I would have taken a Miller Lite. Uh, so then we we tee off. I play horribly to start. Both Pete and I together, we were playing on a team. We played horribly. And uh, right around the turn, the guy's hosting us. He's like, hey, the, the turn house is going to be closed by the time we get there. Do you want me to run ahead and get us anything before we get to nine? I said, you know what? Forget what Pete Sestaro said. I want me uh, a Miller Lite. Do you guys have Miller Lite here at this country club? And he said, yes, we do. I will get you one. Literally, even before I got my Miller Lite, best hole of the day. I won us the hole. I, I caught fire. And the guy literally says to me, he goes, just the idea that you had a Miller Lite on your way has seemed to turn around your round. And I said, it absolutely does. Yeah, Miller I, Lite. It's, it's, it's birdie juice. Helping golfer since 1975. So go get yourself some Miller Lite or go to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports to find the delivery options near you. I love the Knicks moves. I, I, you know, I've been critical of a lot of Knicks moves over the years. Um, talk about, you know, going through the, like Kemba, Fournier, RJ, Randall, Mitchell Robinson prayers up that he's healthy. I like that starting five for a rebuilding team. I like it a lot. Kemba coming home. Kemba is Kemba loves the garden. I think he's like fifth in scoring at the garden for active players. He's coming home. Big East tournament, UConn, blah, blah, like all his history. New York kid. I love it. I fucking love it. 
I think he has certainly some injury concerns, but it was never, I liked, I liked the move for Boston, but they never made it work. And I think he's better than he showed there. And I'm ecstatic at their moves. And the biggest move of all, not getting Carmelo Anthony. What do you make of Lonzo Ball leaving from the Pelicans standpoint, going to the Bulls? I'm a Lonzo Ball believer still. You are, I know. I I just think he's one of those guys where he has, you know, he has a certain skill set that translates to being able to play effectively for a long time in the NBA. Uh, I think he's held, you know, to this crazy standard because of his dad and his brother and whatever that he has to be like, if he's not an all NBA player that he's somehow a bust. Um, But I think he's going to be fine. You know, I think he's going to be a good solid contributing player for the Chicago bulls. Well, he had his best year last year. Yeah. Cause he's fucking, what is that? What was that? His fourth year. Yeah. He left when he was what? A sophomore? He left after freshman year. He left after his freshman year. So he had once that was, you know, so that was his what? Second year if he's if he, you know, comes out as a junior like everybody, you know, basically historically. Yeah, his dad didn't do him any favors. No, his dad's a fucking idiot. Where, what happened to that guy? I think, you know, they figured out despite his, uh, his, you know, best efforts that he was a PR fucking nightmare. I, mean, I, think- I, I, I could have told you that from day one when right. he said he could have beat Michael Jordan. Well, yeah. Like day one. Let's let's not forget the, the the mainstream in air quotes media was bringing him on shows. But to it, discuss. it you know it served its purpose at the time. He big baller brand. He sells a bunch of fucking sneakers. It's a joke. He sells this. He sells that. They capitalize on it. The fucking yeah. He know, was smart. The hoopla falls down, and now it's like, hey, if you keep if you keep staying out there, you can't sell anything anymore except people hating you and your kids. So just shut the fuck up. So good, good on whichever agent or PR guy finally got a hold of him and corralled him. But I think Lonzo Ball is going to be fine. Um, You know, I, I I think the Bulls are trying to figure something out. Uh, Meanwhile, I don't think, I don't necessarily think the Pelicans are trying to figure something out. There's already talk of Zion leaving. That's been in the league for fucking two years. That's crazy, though. To think that. But if you're not building a team around the guy, it's early. But like if instead of assembling a team around him, you're taking apart the team around him. Yeah. Chris Paul back to the Suns shocking to me yeah shock absolutely shocking i just don't like this move 
I don't think Chris Paul for the next three years. I mean, what what are the Lakers odds? Lakers are, are Lakers Western Conference favorites. Yeah, right now, Vegas wise. Okay, and where are the Suns? Well, I know Lakers are favorites. Let's see here. Um, guy. Lakers plus one fifty, Phoenix Suns plus six fifty, Golden State plus four fifty, Utah Jazz plus six fifty. So they're behind the Lakers and the Warriors. They're tied with the Jazz to come out of the Western Conference. Yeah, and I'm seeing something different from Vegas Insider, but still has Lakers, Warriors, Suns. I just don't. I just, I just think last year was lightning in a bottle, and great for them, and great. the The finals didn't go the way they wanted, but what a way to like jump into the mix and be like, we're going to be contenders for a while. But what I said, and I'll repeat, is I think taking the year back from after the finals, much like Miami and also kind of a Cinderella run, I think they take a step back this year. And I think they could come right back to being real contenders with some savvy moves around the young guys they have. Just going all just going all in on this roster for the next three years with Chris Paul seems to me a bit reckless and I get that he earned it, but you know, a lot of sports franchises over the years have, have been successful by not clinging to what just happened. Yeah, they're trying to stick. They resign campaign, so they're they're trying to stick basically with this roster and what they did. I tend to agree with you here. I think everything came together for them at the right place, the right time. And other teams were down, and the Lakers were hurt, and you know, and so was Denver, and, and so were the Clippers. The Clippers, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of things. I just think you got yourself tons of playoff experience. You got yourself a finals appearance. I just, I just think there's better ways to be a champion, a championship contender two to three years from now. If you have $120 million sitting in the trunk of your fucking car, than giving it all to Chris Paul, my opinion. Some some sleeveless Suns fan wants to fight me over right now. But and you know what? This you know four months into the NBA season, when they're two seed, people are gonna be like, "What the fuck now? Pray now!" And I'm gonna be like, and four more months later, when they don't win the championship, I'm gonna be like, "Yeah, fuck! I just spent forty million dollars to fucking get bounced in the Western Conference Finals, dude." Uh, I'm sorry. I, I know we're talking this. God, I'm seeing some funny Kirk Cousins stuff right now. 
Why? What's going on with Kirk Cousins? Dude, these NFL guys. These NFL guys are unbelievable. Is Kirk Cousins anti-vaxxing now? So, like, to me, at this point, like, I don't even want to get into, yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's involving the vaccine. This is pretty funny. This is from a uh, ESPN reporter, Kevin Seifert. Cousin said he has thought about surrounding himself with plexiglass in the QB room. <laughs> he was asked why he would go to such lengths when a vaccine would be far more effective and efficient. He said the doc, the decision is personal and private. Let me just repeat what I just said. Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins is talking about surrounding himself with plexiglass in the quarterback room. You have to just laugh at it, man. You, you, you can't even get frustrated. You know why? You know what's frustrating, Andy? Is like people agree with him. That's what's frustrating. It's not that funny that we have fucking people this dumb. It's funny to me. We've always had 47, 49.7% of Americans are probably like, yep, plexiglass. Plexiglass. Totally. I should fucking try Plexiglass. What a fucking despicable place we have gotten to as as humankind. Well, I, you know, I, I think it's a lot of factors. Like, I, you know, we talked about the media early on. I think we've politicized Just, every, you like everything. That? You like that? What are you saying? You like that? We can't hear you, Kirk. You're in a plastic. You like that? You like that? I, are you saying you like that? Are we are we still paying you thirty million dollars to be the most mediocre that there's ever been at quarterback, and now you're living inside of a bubble in our fucking QB room? Kirk, kill yourself, cousins. That's what I'd like to say. You know why his name's Kirk Cousins? Because his parents were fucking cousins, and now he's a fucking inbred moron. But again, like, I I I would love to see. The crazy, I think there's a high percentage of NFL players who agree. A high percentage. I think there's a high percentage of not NFL players who agree. That's why we're it's in fucking sane where we are. We've politicized the medicine, dude. Well, I, I agree, and I think that's a problem from both sides. And I think it, it happens all the time. We we've politicized. I think with social media, with how the quote unquote new, I don't even want to call it news anymore. All those things, all that clickbait, all the ratings, all the, how it's driven. I, I just, it, it's, it's just one, but it's just it's amazing. Not, it's not good. There's, but there's one side of people who are just like, what are you guys fucking talking? Like, what the fuck are you? You all took your, you all take your fucking shoes off at the airport. Cause one guy fucking thing. You don't care about your freedoms now. You're de clothes yourself every time you travel. No one's screaming about freedom. 600,000 Americans died, and Kirk Cousins is going to sit in a plexiglass box in the quarterback room. We're basically living in a South Park episode every day. And, and as an avid South Park guy, and they renewed their season, and I'm so happy about that. They, they renewed through like 2030 or something. They're getting a $900 million deal 
$900 million they're getting to go through 2030 and produce 14 movies. As someone who's watched every episode, we are living in a South Park episode. We are. And I have to try to laugh at it because it's so, it's just so absurd. Like, like the, the thought of him think like thinking this thinking, Hey, I'm going to be in a plexiglass contrapment or whatever it is. That's just absurd to me. I'm enraged at the Kirk cousins is a boneheaded fucking idiot. He's, he's a mediocre quarterback. I've never like you like that, bro. Shut the fuck up. But what makes me sad is how many people are like, yeah, yeah, he should. That's what he should do. It is a personal decision. You should make your fucking NFL franchise build you an isolation tank for the fucking quarterback room. Like he's on the fucking cube with Dwayne, Dwayne Wade. <laughs> you watch that? Yeah, it's great. Is it? And I don't watch it. Like what's the premise? You basically, you go, you go into a cube and they have challenges for you, like physical challenges, like slash memory shit slash like whatever inside the cube. And you, you know, it's like basically who wants to be a millionaire. Every time you get one wrong, you lose life. Blah, 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 blah. But I don't, I mean, I, I don't like DVR it. I don't like tune into it, but it came on after NBA games. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of fun. I got to discuss this quick story on Jason Kidd because it, it really speaks to me as someone who despises androids and who has gone on rants about how android users destroy group text this is my passion people if you own an android you're an asshole i'm gonna say it because if i have a group text i can't send you videos or they show up small and blurry this happened to me this week i had my brothers two kids who are twins for about 24 hours so we're doing a lot of fun activities i took a lot of fun videos my sister-in-law has an Android. My brother has an iPhone. So now in the group text, I can't send her the videos. I have to then say, well, I got to do a separate text now to just my brother because these are the videos that I took with the kids in downtown or at the aquarium or crossing the bridge, whatever we were doing. So I've always had issues with that. You're kind of an asshole because most people have an Apple computer. And those people are even crazier to me. If you have an Apple computer, but then you have an Android phone, what? They're all supposed to sync. That's why this story speaks to me. Jason Kidd once punished his Milwaukee Bucks team because one player had an Android phone and it messed up the group chat. Not going to lie, Brandon. This makes me like Jason Kidd a lot. <laughs> so I guess when Kidd was coaching the Bucks, he would... He was kind of hard-nosed, which surprised me. So there's a new book coming out called Giannis, The Improbable Rise of an NBA MVP. And I've seen some excerpts from this, and I think it looks like a cool book because it was written and it was written 
like as he's developing and he's winning MVPs, it's almost a real time look at Giannis, which I think is cool. So in this excerpt, it says he would do things like this. If a player slipped up in practice, kid would make every other player run sprints while the player who made the mistake had to watch from the sidelines. So his whole reasoning was physical punishment on the team to encourage players to hold each other accountable right. while, using, while using psychological punishment. I can't believe this didn't work. <laughs> but this is where the Android story comes into play. So former Bucks center Thon maker, is it Ton or Thon? Thon. Thon. And it's also thoughts. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> so I guess at one point he had an Android and it messed up the whole group chat for the team. Like I'm saying, like it always does. So he made the team run because kid felt that he was an example of not being united with his teammates. So shout out to Jason kid and shout out to anybody who punishes anyone for having an Android. I know you're out there. I've done this on the show before. I've done this on Twitter. I don't know why you would have an Android. Don't talk to me. Oh, it's better. What is better? If I can't send you a video. Kirk Cousins talked to Thon Maker, by the way, and he was like, I have a solution for you. You should, um, you should breed, train, and develop carrier pigeons so that when uh, Jason Kidd sends a message, you can reply with a carrier pigeon in addition, since your texts don't go through with the blue bubble, you can let him know that you got the message by training a carrier pigeon to so that you can put a little reply in a scroll and put it on the on the leg of the carrier pigeon and fly it to Coach Kid so he knows you got it. Because your texts don't go blue, they go green, so he won't know. So send a carrier pigeon. And then somebody was like, why don't you just get an iPhone? He was like, no, the carrier pigeon is the answer. I understand that the iPhone would be easier and cheaper and, and, and way less annoying for literally everybody involved. But I think we should be keeping pigeons in the Milwaukee Bucks arena and in your home and have a falconer that is there to receive the pigeons and to send them out. Kirk, that's, that was Kirk Cousins' idea. I think it makes total sense. You know what condoms are for? Androids. That's what my condoms are for. Condoms are for androids. What are you doing, people? What are you doing? And, and I already know. I will get messages from Android people on this. I already know it. What's By the way, what is the argument of the Android users? I don't know. They can change their battery out. Um, More battery length. Is the picture quality better? The video quality? Maybe, maybe pic picture quality. Picture quality. <laughs> um, I don't. I have no. I have no idea. It syncs with their ThinkPad. Like that. That would. That would be. You know, if I was going political. If I was running for office, that would be my thing. I'd ban androids, ban them all, get rid of them. Although 
it didn't seem to work for Jason Kidd because he didn't have the best stint with the Bucks. No, he didn't. So his shaming of the players individually and playing these psychological games didn't seem to work. And for the record, I had a terrible dream the other night about my third grade team, soon to be fourth grade team. I just want to share with the audience. This has yeah. apparently been suppressed subconsciously. I had a dream our best player quit in the middle of a game, walked out of the gym, and our team was t- like our best player who, you know, at that age, when you have the best player, he scores 80% of your points. And he walked out and our team didn't know what to do and we couldn't score at all. And I woke up and I was like, oh, it's just a dream. Thank God. We need him this year. I need him. We really need you to get, we need you to like, can you get back on the dating apps or something? I mean, your, your life now is third grade basketball roller coasters and ridding your lawn of vermin. You fucking Joe dirt. I think tomorrow I'm going to, it's going to be an exciting day. I think I'm banging out Kings Island and a Reds game at night. Kings Island day, Reds game night. The old Ohio double, as they call it. <laughs> Maybe fit in some chili in there at some fit point. Chili. What else? Chris Collinsworth's house. Uh, we'll see. See, I got to find out where he lives. I'm sure my dad has notes somewhere in the house. I thought your dad used to point it out. You're like, that's Chris Collinsworth's house right there. Yeah, he would. I'm not sure. It's on the hill in Kentucky. I'm not sure exactly where, but he would point it out. I wonder what Collinsworth is doing because Richard Sherman was his co-host on that podcast. Is that show just over? I have no idea. What else we got in today? Oh, other NFL news. Carson Wentz is hurt again. Yeah. You do. You hate to laugh, but it's foot surgery out five to 12 weeks. That's a big window. And you know, what's crazy. If he doesn't play, what is it? 75 or 80% of the games. Then the Eagles don't get a first round pick from the Colts. So the Eagles fans will want him to play. Yeah. They drop to a second round pick. Mm, it's almost like the football gods are punishing the Eagles for losing games on purpose. Yeah, it's true. Forgot about that. How's, De- how's Devontae Smith doing? You know, when you have the injury bug, we've talked about this. You they never moved up. They moved up in the draft. They wanted that higher draft pick, Andy. Wanted that higher draft pick. They didn't want the Giants in the playoffs. They wanted that higher draft pick. All it's cost them so far is their coach, their quarterback. Oh, now the guy they moved up for is out with a foot injury. Oh, it's weird. Karma is a bitch. So there are rumors that the Eagles are going to go after Deshaun Watson. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? What do you think? He, he's, you know, I can't wait for the Eagles fans to spin this one. Michael, Michael Vick was, he did his time. <laughs> Deshaun Watson, he'll, you know, let's see how the investigation pans out. 
I mean, I, 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 here's what I know about Eagles fans. 100% of Eagles fans would be like, fuck yeah. But also they're, they're keeping it, you know, they're keeping a loose thing in case it doesn't go through of not trashing Jalen Hurts yet. Well, look, dude, Jalen Hurts is going to be dope. Jalen Hurts is going to be the second best quarterback in the NFL. Let's be honest, though. Let's just be honest. I'm just going to be blunt here. If we're looking strictly from football. Yeah. You'd want him on your team. Yeah, but that we're not looking strictly from football. Of course, if we're looking strictly from football, you'd want him on your team. But the NFL doesn't care. And to be honest, I don't think any. Most people don't care. They don't care if somebody's a murderer, somebody's a rapist, somebody is a felon. I, I think I think most people at the end of the day do not give a shit. They don't. Because if they did, the NFL would actually do changes. I right? mean, I would I would say historically, though, we have seen franchises that stay away from this kind of stuff and franchises who dive into this kind of thing. Now, the Eagles aren't really necessarily a team that has, but they, you know, the Vic thing, uh, they've got, they've had their, they've had plenty over the years, but they're not the Cowboys. They're not the Raiders. They're not the Bengals. You know what I mean? It's like, they're not trying to steal value where they can by just getting the most horrible people that they can possibly fucking get. But like it, it just is, it's very telling of, you know, Who's in charge when it's like, what, at what lengths will we go for value? How desperate can we get? And I think if you look over the years, you know, the teams that stay out of this mix historically better than the ones that don't. How the fuck are the Cowboys and the Raiders been doing lately? How are the Bengals? Well, I think it's, you know, it depends on the player and the position. We are talking about the franchise quarterback. So for sure, it's different than the Bucs saying, hey, we're going to add Antonio Brown halfway through the season. We already stacked at wide receiver. If it doesn't work out. I mean, it- and, right. Antonio Brown, you know, threw some shit at his wife during a fucking moving day argument or whatever. Like Deshaun Watson been accused by 22 women. He, he, he likes his butthole finger. Do you know that? Like, that's what it is. Right. I, I watched multiple interviews in the last week. They all say the same thing. It's the get in there line. He just doesn't want to say it, dude. It's cool. You want a finger in your asshole. Just say it, man. You got to just like that. That I think that's the problem with the shot. This whole get in there. Get in. nobody. Dude, you got to be blunt. I mean, we, we're talking about a town where the people ate shit off the street when they won a championship, there are, a, there are 1 million Eagles fans. Like you, you want your, you want your foot, your butthole fingered. Come on down. Well, I'll finger your butthole. I'll <laughs> eat a fucking meatball hoagie while I finger your butthole. When you say I instantly think of that guy. I know I, I like, I, I will never forget the visual of that guy eating horse shit. Son, I'll wash it off of water, but I'll put my whole fist in your butthole. Get in there, bro. You just you just want a finger in your butt. Look, they have Jalen Hurts. 
you, you gotta you gotta see how that plays out first. Well, not if they trade for Deshaun Watson, right? Yeah. You know the first preseason game is this week? Yeah. It's crazy. We're here. So basically there's an NFL game on for the next I don't know how many months. We're already here. Olympics is it Hall of Fame game first or are they not yeah. doing that? Yeah, it's the Hall of Fame game in Canada. On Sunday? Yeah. Who's in the Hall of Fame game? I want to say I always think it's the Cowboys. It is Steelers Cowboys. Yeah, man. Really snuck up on us this year. It's crazy. Speaking of rapist quarterbacks, <laughs> Steelers, Cowboys. It's here, man. The NFL's here. This is going to be, I think this is going to be a crazy year. I don't know what to expect this year. There's going to be some, some wild divisions. I think Big Ben, I think that, I think that could be disastrous for the Steelers this year. Big Ben. I just, uh, is he, is he headed towards like Peyton Manning? Now Peyton Manning Broncos still got a Super Bowl. Right. But, but like, is he, Dude, I, been, I mean, listen, I've been calling for the demise of the Steelers for many years now. I'm not about to back off that ledge at this point, but I mean, last year, last year they started so strong and then just got absolutely boat raced. The worst, division. Yeah. They're the worst 11 0 team in NFL history. Yeah. But I don't think, I don't think the Steelers are a playoff team. No, I don't either. It'll be interesting though. That that division's actually going to be an interesting division. Cuz obviously Cleveland had a great year last year. I think Cleveland's going to be good this year. Yeah. The Ravens. The Bengals have enough young talent to make like they did last year where they're not an easy W. Right. We'll see. You want to hear from a couple dirt balls? We got we got a couple calls. Sure. You know the my phone keeps blowing up with breaking, but it's it's Lionel Messi leaving Barcelona. I guess we're a sports show, but uh, I have no thoughts. I literally couldn't tell you anything about that. I feel like Messi's been playing soccer forever, though. Yeah. Right. Live updates as Spanish Giants unable to formalize new contract. So leaving Barcelona. Or as they say, Barcelona. Yeah. Not a great day for Spanish football. If you have, uh, if you're one of our soccer correspondents, you want to call in. No, please don't. Leave messy updates please, for Andy. Please, please don't. Please don't. Please don't. 310-359-8365 is the hotline. For your messy updates. Oh, my God. A messy update. If you have thoughts on Messi, is Messi the goat? He's the goat, right? Like, that seems to be the consensus. Is he? I don't know. I have no idea. I'll never get into soccer. I just won't. Like, I'll go. You know, I'll go to any sports event. I, I don't care. Like, I, like, like, I actually was looking. They're going to do a World Cup qualifier. USA Mexico 
one of the sites is Cincinnati. They got that brand new stadium for our MLS team. The cheapest tickets are like 500 bucks. Okay. I was like, F that. But I'll, I'll go. I'll see a match there. But it's so boring. It just is to me. You know, I went to LA Galaxy. I went to LASC with boring. It's just so boring to me. The, the, there, there's no flopping like soccer's flopping. I know the flopping Ain't can get no f- flopping like a soccer flopping. I know flopping can get bad in basketball at times. It doesn't. It does not compare though. It just does not compare. And then they lay there and they gra- and they're like, it's off the bone. It's off the bone. And they're like, no cards. Like, fine, fine. I'm, I'm fine. It's all good. When is there going to be a soccer player who bucks the trend? Just some badass who's like, fuck you. I just kicked you, dude. Or a guy who, a guy who doesn't flop ever. And he's just known to be a badass. There's probably those guys and we just don't know about, uh, about them. 310-359-8365. Tell Ruth are the non-flopping soccer guys. Why are you doing this? <laughs> Why are you doing that? You want me to just waste my time? I don't think Messi, I mean, it seems like, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this all. This, there's a lot of messy to go talk, but like, dude, is he, how is he even in the running? He didn't even win a world cup. Never won a world cup. Never won it. He's in the running. Well, it's a team sport. Oh yeah, that's right. It's a team sport. And to, to base who the goat is on championships would be oh. Chris. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know you were going there with this. I, I didn't, yeah, yeah. I didn't see it at first. Yeah. 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 Well, you got it. You got it now. Not even in the running. Right, you didn't even have one. Like, like who who's in the running for the greatest soccer player of all time? Ronaldo. I have, no I have no idea. Ronaldo, Messi. And I'm already... Pele. Maradona. I have no idea. I'm just saying names. Alexi yeah. Lalas. Yes, definitely Alexi Lalas. Steve Nash. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, let's uh. Let's start Healthy. off. Let's start off with this call. Hey guys, Eric from Lakewood, Colorado. Um, I had just flown home uh, New Jersey for my best friend's wedding. Uh, and had to give a, uh, a best man speech, uh, and it went pretty good. And some things hit, some things missed, and I got a little bit of stand-up uh, experience myself and i was wondering uh you know how that's translated for both of you guys uh if you've ever had to do anything like that uh and if the stand-up experience has helped in those situations um condoms are for cole beasley's black voice Hey, dirty boys i like how it's very specific yeah his black voice I will say Cole Beasley interviews versus Cole Beasley rap. And I know you're going to change your voice somewhat. It's one of the funniest things ever. I need a Cole Beasley rap song featuring Kirk Cousins. Like no vax in a box. It's no vax in a box. It's no vax in a box. Kirk Cousins is inside the fucking plastic thing doing mime shit. I bet you could make a badass NFL anti-vax team. Yeah. Take your immune system. Put it into a box. 
I'm saying like you get so you got DeAndre Hopkins, you got Jalen Ramsey, like you like you could put together, I bet, a pretty good 22 players. And then, as Mike Zimmer knows, you just got to hope none of them test positive for COVID and miss the game. Poor Mike Zimmer. So I don't want to do with this shit. I'm an old yeah. man. I'm an old He's man. Like, this is unbelievable that you have tethered me to a quarterback we're paying $30 million who is afraid of vaccines and primetime football games. It's true. So stand up in our own lives. I mean, yeah, like the, the experience of doing stand up. I mean, I think for sure, you know, it's helped. I've delivered five best man speeches and a eulogy and like, yeah, of course it helps. You're just used to talking in front of people you can write things with a, you know, you write things in a stand-up format, joke, 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 you know, like set up punchline, like for sure. No, I mean, it's, I, and I think, I think ha, do, having done stand-up for almost 20 years now, um, like it helps in everything. Like it helps me with, you know, talking to people every day, like, because you just, oh, yeah. you know, you project, you have confidence, you know how to talk, you know, public speak, anything that includes public speaking. It's easy. Like I'm never worried about, you know, doing any of that shit. Oh yeah. And it, it even helps for sure. I've only had one best man speech, but both my parents, you know, funerals speaking in front of everybody. I, I, I would argue it can even just help in a one-on-one conversation. Yeah. Like, you know, if I ever do go on dates again, on dates, I think it's great because you're getting to know somebody. You kind of know how to say things. It also and... puts like a lot of things into perspective in terms of like bombing is the worst thing ever. But once you experience it a couple of times, you're like, well, sometimes it just happens. You just go into like personal situations where you're like, what's the worst that could fucking possibly happen? So I'm going to be 75 people staring at me like I'm a fucking asshole. Yeah, exactly. No, that, that I never thought of that. That's true. When you eat shit in front of strangers and you got a spotlight on you, it's not nearly as bad when you eat shit around a group of friends. You know, I, I, I had, a, I had, a, I took one of the chin recently in front of people that I didn't really know. Yeah. I said, uh, I said, I'd rather support ISIS than the Cincinnati Bengals. And it just got dead silent. Which, you know, that's a gamble when you don't know people and you're meeting them for the first time and you're in a group. In Cincinnati? Yeah, in Cincinnati. Just attacking the look. I'd rather support a terrorist organization than eat chili on spaghetti. They're like, whoa, <laughs> shots fired. I didn't say that. I didn't. I, I wouldn't go that far. Although, I mean, I did have Skyline last week. I think I think that we should start using Skyline chili on terrorists. Like instead of waterboarding, we should just dump spaghetti covered <laughs> chili on them. I'm all for it. Where's the warhead? I'll never tell. What's that? Macaroni? 
you always it's not macaroni you always say macaroni spaghetti there's no macaroni at skyline there's no macaroni in and 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 again i don't know i'm gonna i like i am preferential to gold star chili over skyline i don't know how many times i'm gonna say this gold star over skyline for me but skyline better for the waterboarding because it's a little soupier yeah it is better water it is better for the waterboarding all right tell me or we were making it a five-way no not the onions Oh, maybe we do that to Gary Cohen the way he disrespected Cincinnati in that broadcast hero at the Mets game. That's unbelievable. The disrespect, you know, when Joey Votto hit that first bomb in city field, that was, that was for the whole city of Cincinnati, the blasphemy that he would broadcast across the country. That was for all of us. Thank you, Joey. Okay. Let's get to this call. Andy, Joe, how you doing? Quick question for you guys. What sports team or franchise has fumbled the bag the most when it comes to having a ton of talent on the roster but can never get it done when it mattered most? I know that the Celtics technically qualify for this since they had the big three and only got one championship. But for this question, what teams had just an insane amount of talent and has never even got or won a championship? I got an easy one and I actually did a deep dive on the top of my head because it is a low, it's a local one for me. The 2015 Cincinnati Bengals, the one who lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Was so stacked. They didn't win a playoff game. Well, I, I would argue like uh, his, I don't know if his question is saying like overall or like that particular, like one particular team. Is he, is he mean like, Oh, this squad or like franchises or, um, I, I don't know what he means, but I just I, I want to go through this so people can hear how stacked that was the team that lost to the, the infamous Steelers game with perfect and all those crazy penalties. Now, I know Andy Dalton goes down, but they yeah. started they started the year eight. No. Right. So I forgot how stacked they were on both sides of the ball. The Bengals gave up the second fewest points the whole season. They're giving up on less than 18 points a game. They scored the seventh most points. So. They, they were that good on both sides of the ball. L- listen to who they had on offense. You had Jeremy Hill, Gio Bernard, Dalton, who was having a great year. Your receivers were Muhammad Sanu, a young Muhammad Sanu, Marvin Jones, who had a great year, A.J. Green, Tyler Eifert, who had 13 touchdowns that year, you had arguably the best offensive line. They were stacked on defense. Like, like I look at a team like that and I say, you don't want a playoff game? Yeah. And you're that good on both sides of the ball? You, you can just put up points at will? I don't know. Like, that's a team that obviously that stuck out to me recently. Yeah. I would say, I the mean. Seattle look- Mariners, man. Yeah. The Mariners, I would say the Angels through the years. I mean, the Angels, obviously, like, that's why I'm questioning. It's like, you know, you, you got to go back a long ways now for that Angels championship. But, like, think about the think about the guys who have been on the Angels just the last 10 years. Think about everybody who's been on the New York Yankees. Think about how stacked the Yankees are since, you know, they won, last won a championship in 2008 or what, 2009, whatever it was. Like, 
2010, um, but yeah. 2010. Yeah, I knew it was around the fucking when I left New York. Thank God. Uh, I mean, the Dolphins over the years. Um, the Texans. Think about the fucking talent that has come and gone from the Texans. Basketball wise, I'm trying to think of a uber talented basketball team through the years that never won. I mean, the Clippers. Yeah. Clippers, yeah. I mean, you almost forget that Chris Paul played for them. How about the Sixers, too? The Sixers over the years. I mean, these teams, the the Iverson teams. Well, he, you know, he took that whole when they lost to the Lakers, he put that whole team on his back. But I'm saying you're 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 po- like the last Sixers championships, what 80, like early 80s, right? I think it's 1980 with Dr. J. Yeah, so we're talking we have a Barkley era. We have an Iverson era. They have a huge downturn. They trust the process. Now they're hyper talented again. I mean, we've had multiple eras of 83 super stardom in Philadelphia and they don't do anything with it. Yeah. So it hasn't been a long time. 83. Almost 40 years. Well, Hey, Danny green resigned. You guys will be right back. How about the Raiders? I mean, that bound of talent has come and gone over the Raiders over the fucking since their last championship. How many Hall of Famers do you think have played for the Raiders since their last championship? Like lots. Yeah, but the, you know, they've obviously trailed off the last 20 years. But in the last 20 years, I mean, you have you have, you have you have talented guys, but Randy Moss is a Raider. Woodson's a Raider. Khalil Mack's a Raider. Like, th- that's three generational talents. Football is tougher because it's 52 guys. But. Did you see any videos speaking of the Raiders? Of the USA Mexico fights during the soccer match, which no. was in Las Vegas. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, bro, yeah. it was like Mexican on Mexican crime. It wasn't like USA fans. All the videos I saw was Team Mexico fans going hard at each other, just beating the shit out of each other. Yo, fool! <laughs> Yo, fool! I saw a great tweet because they got that baller like VIP section down by the end zones. By the way, before we move on to the last thing, obviously my Knicks have had ridiculous amount of people have come and gone on the Knicks in the last fucking 45 years since their championship. True. Craziness. But I saw a tweet about those sections, which are so expensive to sit. In Las Vegas? Yeah. You know, because it's like bottle service. It's a nightclub down there. Yeah. Somebody's like, imagine paying for these seats. Like, and these guys, imagine somebody's dropping all this money 
and dudes are just beating the shit out of each other. Those soccer because a body comes flying into your box. <laughs> Yo, what? fool, put this on that ice for me. Dude, I, I, I can watch those fights all day. Can I have some of your bottle ice? I got a laceration, bro. <laughs> Yo, fool. I need some more Tecate, bro. Imagine, I love, I love, I love the Yo Fools. Oh my god, it's such, such characters. That's still one of the most fun sporting events I ever went to. Is that USA Mexico soccer match, the Rose Bowl with Michael Majid? That, where you got it? Where you got a shin guard full of nachos? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? It's the golden boot. How do I not eat it? <laughs> That game was wild. That game went into overtime, too. I will say, you would enjoy that. If you went to, like, an event like that, that, that you know, we're talking about, like, MLS. There, there's That's next level. You go to a, yeah. a, a sold-out Rose Bowl, 80,000 Yofuls. Or they go by Latinx now. Okay. I'm, I'm joking. Did you did you see... I Did you see... Uh, did you see that the, the poll released on that today? You no. probably did. I, ha- I have to read this. It's so funny because we're, since we're talking about um, yo fools. So that term, they did a poll. Uh, I don't, I, I'm sorry. I know like, first of all, we've ever been canceled for the, the years of yo fools, but I don't even know what is that term supposed to refer to? What Latinx? Yeah. I don't know. It's 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 supposed to be what it's supposed to be is, you know, how the Spanish language O is for is is male and A right. is feminine. You know, it, it's right. it's so I think it's supposed to be. Did white people create it? It's always the fucking white people. So it, it, like it's if, a non gender. OK, so instead so of being like, a, so if you're a non binary yeah. Latin person. Yeah, you're Latinx. So, yeah, Latinx. So, so like, if you don't want to be called, if you're a female, you don't want to be called Latina. But this is so funny. So, Gallup did a poll on. Uh, this is specifically for Hispanic people, and this I'm looking at this right now on Twitter, and it's so funny. Hispanic Americans' preferred term of choice for their ethnic group. Five percent said Latinx. <laughs> So this is asking them. And again, it's it's that's the funny irony is like they don't fucking want this. But they but I assume that's because if you're a, a Latino male, you would just prefer Latino. And if you're a Latina female, you'd prefer Latina. According to the, the poll. So five percent is really high for the people who don't. What's well, not really 57% want to be called Hispanic. Okay. Hispanic. 37% Latino, which would cross both genders. Right. So 2%. What no percent? Pre- what percent prefer? Yo fool. <laughs> <laughs> and less than 1% prefer to be called yo fool. 
Dude, that I cringe every time. Like if you put every time we say yo fool in 2021, I kind of do too. No, I don't cringe at that. I cringe every time I hear Latinx, especially yeah. from like like a white politician. It sounds like an operating system. It sounds like Linux or something like that. But you know who's pushing it the hardest is the LA Times. It always makes me laugh. Google Latinx and LA Times. And it's like, okay. You guys are really trying so hard, so hard for this. You know, for a guy who hates the news so much, you share a lot of L.A. Times, Wall Street Journal. Yeah, I got to stop reading them. Like, bro, look at this from the L.A. Times. Cincinnati Inquirer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's true. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. That's more of the viewing news, I should say. I'll still read. I want to get a few different sources. But like watching the news, oh my God. I, I can't. I just I like I get angry. I was at the gym and they had sports in front of me on the treadmill and they had Fox News. And I literally couldn't, I couldn't. I was like, it was, it was a challenge. Me. I go, you're gonna have to go 45 minutes on the treadmill and you cannot look up. I don't want to see what like slanted one way fucking propaganda they're pushing. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't watch this shit. And then the people training, I think, thought I was a, a lunatic because I was looking straight ahead at them at a different room. I wasn't mm -hmm. looking up at the TV. So now I'm banned from my gym. Nah. All right, guys, that's the show. I got an exterminator coming. Yeah. So Yeah, an exterminator coming. Yeah. I got a little ant problem in the kitchen. Oh, no. Not major, but I'm seeing some ants. It's the summer. It's the summer. 310-359-8365. That's the hotline. Call us with your uh, messy soccer takes. And if, and if you're uh, Hispanic, Latino, Latinx, let us know. What do you want to be called? Or Yofu. Yeah, could you, could, could, uh, if you're a Yofu, could you, if you identify as a Yofu, can you call and identify as a Yofu so that we can show that we're not, we shouldn't be canceled, that there are people who identify as Yofus? I wear the Yofu shirt all the time, by the way. That's one of my favorite shirts. Yeah. And drop a podcast review if you want two free koozies in the mail. Just leave your i leave your uh, not your iTunes, leave your Instagram or Twitter handle, and I will reach out to you. Uh, like Andy always says, uh, I got stickers in the mail. Going to the post office, send out stickers to all my new Instagram followers. So shout out to you guys! All you gotta do is follow me, and then put your uh, send me your address at Joe Prano on all social media except for Twitter. I'm at Fix Your Life. Uh, shows coming up here in Los Angeles. And then, of course, October, New Orleans. Be there. It's going to be a great weekend. Will Jameis be playing? That's the bet I want to try to make. Will Jameis still be the starter four, three, four weeks into the season? I hope so. He just has to get through those, <laughs> the dummies, without hurting himself. Um, that's it. That's all I got. All right. That is our episode. You guys have a great week. Thank you for listening. We'll see you on Monday. And as always, stay dirty.